Welcome to the Imperfectly Perfect Campaign, sharing real-life stories from real people to unite them in global change for the face of mental health. We will also reduce the stigma, creating communication, healing, and awareness to save lives and inspire. Join us weekly as we talk to some of the highly acclaimed faces, influencers, experts, and others who have been through extreme adversity. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Imperfectly Perfect podcast. So today I've got an amazing guest on. I'm so excited for this lady. We've been talking backwards and forwards for a couple of weeks now and finally we've got in. So before, without further ado, let me just introduce you. But I want to go back to a title first and I'll call this, my life's purpose is to be of joyful service and unlock emotional optimism in all because that's exactly what I'm about. And when I connected with this lady, I was seeing a lot of content through LinkedIn and obviously work and interviews, but yeah, I can just tell by your energy. But anyway, let's go into it. Claude Silva is VaynerMedia's Chief Art Officer, the capstone of a career focused on guiding client relationships, global brand strategies, operations and management with a wealth of experience and knowledge leading numerous Fortune 500 companies, including senior leadership roles, publicist roles in London, Success in global brand strategies, people experience, operation, and management. She's driven by an abiding passion for creating spaces in which people can thrive. So first and foremost, welcome to the show, Claude. Amazing to be here. My gosh, I can't believe it. It's, it's tomorrow for me. I, know. <laughs> I will tell you, I'll start off and say that COVID is still here. <laughs> I can't tell you much more than that, but yeah, America's still going and uh, yeah. But um, yeah, I just want to say, like, you've obviously had an incredible career. And the thing with me and the thing that drew me to you and a lot of content that you've seen, like a post and a comment on your LinkedIn stuff is you can tell through and through that you're so, the integral part of you comes from the heart and you lead by passion. But take away everything that you've achieved, which I take my hat off. I always think it's amazing what people do. But who is Claude? Because for me, there's a story there. And I love to pull that story out of people. You got it. Oh my gosh, who is Claude? Well, um, the first thing I'm going to say this minute is I'm a mom. Like I've got a, I've got a two-year-old, uh, which is, you know, if you would have met me, if we would have been doing this two and a half years ago, I wouldn't have said that. I might have said I'm expecting, but I would have had no idea what motherhood and parenthood is really about. So I'm a mom. I'm extremely passionate i'm almost like i'm obsessed with human behavior and the you know what makes each of us tick the similarities of what makes each of us tick and also the similarities of our pain um there's something about the the you know the glorious mess that all of us are that i'm attracted to because i don't um i don't have the answers necessarily but i know that i have a heck of a lot of energy and empathy to walk alongside someone as they figure out their answers. How did that happen? Well, I, um, you know, I was a kid that was really, I think, uh, highly, highly sensitive, highly intuitive. Even as a uh, very, you know, five years old, I can remember really my intuition kind of kicking in. I would always dream about the next day, what was going to happen the next day. And sure enough, it would happen. It was just very like, it was just something I knew inside, right? Um, and I was really, I really struggled with school, really struggled academically. There were some, uh, some classes and studies that I really liked, but I, I didn't have a lot of confidence when it came to being an academic, 
but I had a lot of confidence when it came to making friends, playing sport, um, and just kind of showing up, if you will. I never thought that I needed to, you know, um, put, put platinum in my hair or, you know, be goth or anything like that to be liked. Um, I kind of be, always beat, beat, beat to my own drum, if you will. So, um, you know, I, I'm a person that's really driven by purpose, by passion, by culture, by the intimacy of human beings, by arts, by music, by scent, by smell. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Taurus. You know, I'm really, really ruled by Venus and all the things that are, you know, beautiful in life. And, and then I love, I love astrology, so I can go down a whole winding road there with you. But um, I come from a wonderful family, a very generous, spirited family. And um, I will say it took me quite a while to really first start to understand myself enough to like myself. And then percolate on the like, mm. lean into what it was I was good at, stop concentrating on all of those things that I wasn't good at, to really start to appreciate myself. And uh, I'm happy to say that that's a journey I've been on for a while and it's, you know, I, I feel really good. So long way, long way of saying like, I'm just like everyone else. Yep. I got a story, I got my stories, I, um, I got my struggles and I've got some, you know, incredible um, I don't want to say victories because victories connotates that I've finished something, but um, I've, I've been able to feel what it's like for my wings to expand. Mm -hmm. And that's what I wish for everyone, that they also find not only their wings expanding, expanding, but they find flight. I love that. I absolutely. And it's so funny because every time I've commented on something of yours and even listening to you talk there, I'm like, my own journey has been on this. I was never spiritual, but over the past two years with everything, everything you said there, I had body dysmorphia and the comparison thing and I got through it. I lost a friend to suicide, which started this campaign. But I always talk about when I'm, you've obviously heard of the new app clubhouse and people are resonating because I go on there and there's these people who are earning a lot of money and they lead by talking about the money, which is fine because we're all on our own journey. Whereas I go on and I'm like, you know what, guys, I lead by trying to empower because I like to know the person behind the profession so I can really connect with that person. And I suppose listening to you there with my spiritual journey and the intuition I picked up, you was probably brought to me to learn some lessons. I've always learned because I always thought you needed like a business mentor. And I'm like, you know what? Mentors are everybody. You literally learn by every single person because of their story. I mean, if you really, you know, we're going to go down the spiritual path for a second, but like not only are mentors, <laughs> I mean, mentors are everybody. Like God is in everybody. Like every everybody has the same amount of potential i believe inside of them i really do yep. we are born absolutely perfect whatever happens after that we become imperfectly perfect right mm. no pun intended <laughs> but we all have potential it's a matter of being in the right place the right time maybe you need education maybe you need someone who believes in you Maybe you need a little bit of cash. Maybe you need a wing and a prayer. But the potential for being, for being magnificent is there for each and every single one of us on this earth. Yeah. 
Can you tell me, I always ask people this question. So when you became more intuitive, obviously from a young age, but then when you went into your career and you're so integral when you speak and so passionate about helping others, can you pinpoint an exact moment where you realize you could change someone's life like that, where you actually just impart? Because what I want to try and teach people through this podcast is even your words, simplest words might make someone's day. Yeah. Well, language is everything, right? Language is so incredibly important. And to your point, what I just said, you felt, but Johnny could be listening to this or Sarah and they wouldn't have gravitated to that same you know, sentence that I said. So, um, gosh, I, I would probably say uh, sometime in junior high or high school, you know, when, I, when I'm really, if I'm really, really like consciously thinking about, you know, when a friend may have come to me and was just having or just a shit time or, um, you know, I was that person and have always been that person that could hold, mm. you know, that could really like hold. Uh, I had to learn through my life to hold and not take on. And that's been my, one of my things that I have to deal with, you know, like how to make sure that I've, I'm protecting my energy enough and not getting overwhelmed or overloaded by someone else's or everyone else's stuff, right? Because I got my own stuff. But I would say probably, you know, early high school, let's just say ninth grade, uh, I probably, that is probably something that really rang true for me. I mean, I knew, I knew early on enough in high school that while I didn't know how I would get there, I knew I wanted to be a psychotherapist. Like I knew that for a fact. And it wasn't until I um, went on a semester long outward bound, a wilderness leadership program that was 93 days that I really found, I would say my calling and found, found the ability to kind of um, quiet the voices, quiet the noise more in my head so that I could be more present with another person. So uh, in my teens, that's what I can say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so hard to quiet those voices in your head as well if your head's running. <laughs> yeah. You know what I, um, I recently heard from, uh, from someone um, that I trust very, a lot is um, 85% of the, of the voices in our head, 85%, they're all negative. Mm. And out of that 85% of that negative, that negativity that we're saying to ourselves in one way, shape or form, 90% is just repetitive. It's just on repeat. Yeah. You suck, you suck, you suck, you suck, you, nothing new. <laughs> okay. So you know, we, we, have to, we have to become more present to the messaging that we're giving our subconscious because our subconscious just acts on whatever it is we tell them to do. I think that's, that's one thing that I've noticed. So whilst I was, when I actually did this, it's so funny because we're going to get onto your role and how you've changed that. But it was, um, you're the chief half of heart officer of VaynerMedia. And when I first heard of Gary, he did a speech. And the reason I bring it up is because he said something that imparted wisdom to me that he said to a group of people that the 1% of people will listen to me and really listen and I noticed that a commonality with a lot of people who are successful, it's that integral listening and they'll go out and implement everything I say. And the rest of the 99% will be back next year. And for me, it was a moment that just hit me. And 
I'd lost a friend to suicide and I reached out to organizations, got thank you, but no thank you. And there was something in me from that moment that I knew I had this mission. So I actually, my background, health and fitness, I actually serendipitously, which you like with the spirituality is some guys just walked into my gym who were on construction and I quit my job on the Friday, started night shift on the Monday, 12 to 14 months, six hours, uh, six days a week, 12 hours a day whilst building this campaign. And within 12 months, it went global from that one thing. And it was due to listening. How integral do you think now that you're in that role as it's been and you tell people? Because even I was on Clubhouse and Lewis House spoke the other day and everybody was trying to beat their chest to get the word in and and talk about themselves, which everyone's on the wrong. I don't make judgment. But I knew there'd be a moment of silence. And when that silence came, I knew I could just step in. And I was like, thank you, first of all, to the moderator, because he got lost in translation with everybody shouting. And I said, and Lewis, can I just say, I'm a huge fan but I heard what you said, thank you. And then I left. And then he actually sent me a note, which out of just like a thank you. Like, what would you say in your career with the, with the listening? Yeah, I mean, listening is the most important trait, I think, not only in humans, but certainly in leaders. Mm. Because our people, you know, I, I, you know, I work for, I work with 900, 1,000 people all day they will tell you what it is they need they're looking for what 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 is working what is not working if you listen and when you listen you're able to take in information take in information and find the little patterns that are happening the pools the schools of thought over here that are real cynical the schools and the pools of positivity over here the people over here that are really disheartened with their manager. You know, you can listen, you take in all of that. And once you you find all of that and the patterns, you know, then you can do something about it. Then you can take action. That's that's the deal. So, I mean, you know, for example, your story is you had a friend that you lost to suicide. You then took action. You didn't need to lose, thank God, knock on wood. You didn't need to lose three to five to 10 friends. Mm Took action off of one friend, because that's all you need when it comes to that, right? Um, when it comes to you know working with people every single day, what I need to know is, are you getting what you need from the organization? Are you getting what you need from your manager? And how is your performance? Like you know those types of things. Like how's your mental health? All of those things, of course. But listening is fundamentally the most important thing, um, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure when I learned to listen. I mean, I had, again, I had really great role models. My Nana, who I talk about quite a bit, who died four years ago at 101 years old, like, you know, my best friend, my person. I think she taught me how to listen a long time ago. Um, And that by no means means I'm a perfect listener because I'm, again, I'm just human. But people will tell you, they will show you, you know, body language on their face, you know, they'll, they'll tell you what's up and it's up to me to pay attention to that and to one very, very, very important thing is it's not about me. Yeah. Not about me. Yeah. I, I, I once heard there's three types of listener and it comes to those people who don't listen because they don't know how to. The people that try to listen, but they're too in the head and they're thinking of the next question. So they don't that. And the third one is those who listen intently. And a conversation just flows. So I always, I always try to input that. 
But um, coming to your role, you don't go against like the, should I say the normality of the HR model. You've really led by the heart. Have you noticed a lot more companies and organizations really taking note of it and then implementing the way that you guys are running? Because you guys are so successful. And like you said there, over a thousand people you're talking to a day. Like, Yeah. You know, I don't know. So, so the way I'm going to answer that question is I have no idea if it's because of what we've done at VaynerMedia. I would never, I would never beat my chest and say it was. But what I will say is the zeitgeist, the culture is changing, you know, mm. certainly through COVID. I mean, we've all, as people leaders, have had to lean in more in terms of listening, being much more transparent with our communication, be more vulnerable with how it goes. How's, how's it going for me? You know, I'm still wearing a mask, just like you're wearing a mask. Like our friends in the London office, they're, they're in lockdown for the third time. Like they're, you know, so I think the, the fact is, is that there is a massive movement, I believe, in the consciousness, in the cosmos, whatever you want to call it, to become more heart-led, to listen more to your heart, to become more intuitive, to become, you know, consciousness, I believe, is going to be the new currency. I really believe it. It will take some time. Yeah. So uh, I don't know how many companies are like, you know, turning on the lights now and saying like, whoa, we need to be listening to our, our people. We need to be more heart-led and being more vulnerable and being more authentic and all of that. But I have a lot of hope that it is happening. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I'm, I'm seeing the cultural change. And one of the things with the, the campaign, I started it, it was a passion project just suddenly going this big. And I'm very fortunate we actually got picked up. I, I, <laughs> the big thing for me is I wanted to take it global because I was like, unless we do something like suicide rates are continually going up and there's a lot of money being pumped in. I'm like, what are we missing? So I thought if I can take my message global and just got so many influential public figures like yourself just to share the story. And now I moved it to corporate because I went, I want to disrupt corporate silence. I really want to lead it by changing the culture. And I think if we start from the top and bring it back to the oldest form of communication, which is storytelling, then we can do it. And I went into 2021 and we actually got a Fortune 500 company. So I'm like, so we can actually just really start sharing stories. But it's like people like yourself that are sharing these stories, which I'm very, very grateful for because I think, you can tell everybody, like you've obviously been, and you're successful yourself, but you've, you've been around people who are even more successful. And you know that when people place their outcome, their happiness on an outcome, like there's multi-billionaires who are not happy. And it's like, we all, we're all human. We're all human. And you know, you know, Glenn, I've lost, unfortunately, too many people to suicide and two people that were extremely near and dear to my heart. Um, I have come to a place in my, in my soul inside where I know I've had to make peace with that. Right. And I know that there are some people that are meant for a different world. There are some people that they graced us for the, the amount of time that they were here and they are meant for another world, whether or not they were too sensitive to this world. You know, it's, it's a world that will in one way, shape or form, unfortunately, if you're not paying attention, and I mean paying attention, mm. using support systems, reminding yourself that you're not alone, that type of thing, 
it can be really hard. It can be really hard. Now, I'm a blind faith person. I believe, I believe in positivity. I believe that tomorrow will always be a brighter day. I just do. But, you know, my two people in my life, one of them's tattooed on my foot. Like, she didn't. And there's not a day that goes by that I don't wish that these two people were still in my life because they would be doing great things. Because had they been able to just get over the enormous mountain that was in front of them with help, really, really, really in-depth help. I mean, I'm going off on a tangent here, but, you know, we'd have those two souls here. You know, you'd have your friend here. And there's no excuse to let a person be lonely. You know, I mean, we, have, we can't control people's behavior. Mm. And by no means can you break down a door every single time when they shut the door. But there, I, I have to believe that there are ways to access people even as they are shutting down. I just do. I, I, wish, I, I wish I could have done it earlier. Yeah. But uh, it's something that I'll make sure that I don't miss going forward. It's really, it's one of those hard things, isn't it? I always say, because I started working with some, just advice. I, I didn't know any public figures. I did what I did with you and reached out. I didn't know any psychologists before I started then got myself qualified in modalities so that I could always say, look, I know my stuff. However, there's people who's done it for years. Yeah. What I have noticed because I do pay attention is we do need to work a lot more on those preliminary measures because I think that's where we're missing it. And I think because the stigma is still there, unfortunately, it's there with us. Like with our kids, we can create this legacy. And it's just one of those things that I'm just like, yeah, like my friend would have still been here. And as you said, your friends, if we'd have just like, but hey, we could talk all day on on the other side about when people could amend for another world and stuff. Because my journey, yours is... (laughs) I would love that chat, but um, it's it's one of those that could go on. Like one of the we'll do that chat another time. I, exactly, but yeah, because I got this the other week. If you've ever heard of it, the the yeah. path of surrender, letting go. Yeah, and it was the last part of my journey, I believe, because I was just learning all this stuff and then spirituality and all that stuff. But it's just when you realise, like, we we can't control things and we can't like we just have to let it go and surrender, and then things actually come to us. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, of course. It, that's the thing and it's it is simple letting go it's two words it's so simple and yet it uh takes a lot of us an enormous amount of energy to get there if we get if we get there <laughs> yeah. well it, it's your evening so i just want to um last couple of questions really quick tell us about what you're going on at the moment you're doing a lot more public speaking obviously online with covid um <laughs> But yeah, tell us about everything else you're doing other than what you do for VaynerMedia. Yeah, I appreciate the question. Um, so I was uh, asked to write a book. So I'm in it right now. It is like, uh, it is one of those things that I have to continuously remind myself that it's okay to take up space hmm. in that aspect, that there is something for me to say, you know, when I deal with my own limiting beliefs, right? Uh, so writing a book, raising a child, you know, raising a two-year-old, which is pretty amazing. Uh, I've just started to now interview people for my own podcast. So normally what I was doing was I'm um, just speaking into the phone as I was walking around, walking the dog, you know, two-minute things. And so that's up there. 
But um, for the past, I would say, three years, people have asked me if I could interview people. And uh, what people don't know sometimes is I can be pretty shy or a little bashful. So I've just started. I've got a three, three, to, three lined up now um, for the next three weeks. And uh, putting out more content that I hope is helpful to people. I hope it provides value to people. Um, I, I hope that it reaches people, to your point just now, wherever they are on their journey, but I, I hope that in some way, shape or form, it is a, it's a light bulb hmm. to um, help invigorate someone and help remind someone like they are not alone. Yep. And I got their back. That's for sure. Like I'm, I'm rooting for each and every one of us, each and every one of us, you know, that's seven, what, 7.5 billion people. Yeah. I really am I'm doing my, I'm doing it. I'm doing my best. And you're doing it. Like, as I say, every time I read your stuff, I think one thing that I always notice with people is sometimes, and I know it's marketing and a lot of things, but you see this people going from A to Z, and they, they yeah. the middle part out. And I'm like, when I read yours and what I try to do is I share those experiences and I'm like, look at my behind the scenes because man, I've struggled and I've sacrificed and I've, and there I've learned now failure isn't failure. It's a lesson. I wasn't ready for the next stage. So yeah, and I love the way that you talk about your uh, your phone and recording because when I started my podcast, it was I didn't know how to do it. I did garage band and play. <laughs> I was like, it got picked up. Sorry, That's it. yeah, it got picked up by iHeartRadio after four episodes, and I was like, I ain't got a clue what I'm bloody doing. <laughs> but I think it was content and people. It was stories. Well, and 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 it's um, your content in particular is touching on a nerve mm. that we all are aware of. Yeah. You know, mental health, suicide prevention, getting in front of before things get too late. Um, and, but also just like being freaking human. Yeah. Being human. And that just you know, leads me into the last question. What does being in perfectly perfect mean to you, Claude? Showing up every single day, knowing that I'm going to fall flat on my face one, two, three times during the day, getting back up four, five, six times. That's exactly what it means to me. Well, love it. So where can anybody find out more information about you just before you go? Yeah, um, I'm really, you know, I'm on LinkedIn a lot, Instagram, Twitter. You can go to my website, which I'm constantly updating send me, you know, send me a note on LinkedIn. I get back to everyone. It takes me a little bit of time, but I do get back. And, uh, you know, I just, I just want to know always how I can be of value. I really do. How can I be of service? Joyful service. Wow. Wow. Well, guys, I'm going to put all the links up on the web, on, on our websites and all our socials. So just remember on, on behalf of myself, Claude, and on behalf of the campaign, thank you for coming on, sharing your story. You can find this episode on iHeartRadio or Spotify, guys. So until then, just remember, keep having those hard conversations because it's those hard conversations that need to be had to keep on saving lives. Thank you. Thank you, Claude. To find out more about the Imperfectly Perfect campaign and how you can get involved, simply head to our official website at imperfectlyperfectcampaign.org or email us today at info at imperfectlyperfectcampaign.org to speak to one of the team. The Imperfectly Perfect campaign is creating awareness and is not a substitute for professional advice. Should you need help, please refer to your nearest crisis number.